Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure. SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Durrock There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night He's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies Myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies. Wrestling with myself. New episode of the podcast because every episode you listen to is fucking new depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, we're gonna hope, we're hoping this one runs well since it's a three-way conference call, so we'll definitely talk over each other, there'll be a delay, there'll be echoes, Steve will just forget he's recording himself, walk around, do errands, but I'm here with my co-host Steve Brown and the heavyweight Jake Jones, we are very excited for this one, Jake, we have wanted you on the podcast for, Steve, how long do you think, probably about two years? Yeah. Right. No, that's basically when you met me. And don't worry about the the three way conversation on my end. I'd probably be the uh, most experienced with the three way here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start off backwards because I feel uh, like that's the boring stuff, the pro wrestling stuff, and then we'll get into the interesting yeah. things. Because I, when I reached out to you and said, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" and you were like, "Yeah." I live an in, I live an interesting life, and then just you wrote one maybe two sentences, and it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. And you're like, yeah, it's just tip of the iceberg. So we're in for a good fucking podcast, I think. You were like, yeah, if it's the thing about if it's the thing about my mom. We'll wait till the forty five minute mark to discuss it. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> it is worth waiting for. I was blown away, Steve. I'm so happy I didn't spill the beans on you, and you get to experience it real time. Oh, nice. Well, we'll be able to see his face. Yeah. Okay. So let's start. What got you into wrestling? Wait, you should lock the room. Yeah, good call. Mellow will come. We'll try to go. <laughs> good call. Thank you for that. Room is locked. All right, yeah. So what got you into pro wrestling? Have you always been a fan? The typical questions leading up to right now. 
Mm-hmm. The typical podcast questions. That's it. Yeah, I always like pro wrestling. Um, like, I'm pretty old, so I was like eight or nine around the, the Hogan Warrior thing. Okay. Uh, my son got into it, and we were watching it one night, and I think I said something along the lines of, oh, I could do that. And I think at that time it was about 310 pounds, and he looked over at me and laughed. And like, I don't know. When your son laughed, they, it's, uh, it's kind of shitty, so... For sure. I signed him up for wrestling. I got in the ring with him, and uh, eight months later, I was in a match, and three months later, that little bastard was back playing video games. <laughs> That's how it actually started. So did you sign him up for, like, a kid's class at HPW? Yeah, and he was he was uh, Rip's only uh, kid student at the time. Mm-hmm. So I used to get in the ring with him, and then, yeah, I started going. Dropped 90 pounds in, like, six months. Holy shit. Yeah. So, like... You were a fan growing up. Did you kind of fade out of it for a while and then come back into it when your kid got into it? Or were you always... Like, you weren't a lapsed fan? I watched straight up until, like, 2002. And then uh, I had a child, got married, and bought a house. Sure. At 22, so... Um, I kind of fell out of it then, I guess. That's fair. That's kind of when... 2002 is right when the invasion was kind of ending and whatnot, and things kind of got a little repetitive and boring anyways. Yeah, I was in and out on it. Like, I remember watching the, the stuff with Eddie being champ and stuff. Okay. So, how did you, uh, like, find out about HPW? Because you would have started... Evil motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, no. it. Uh, Google, I knew about Battle Arts. Um, too far of a drive. Yep. Probably too much money. Yeah, checked out. It was cool. And how old was your son at the time? Mmm... Hmm. First, I have to figure out how old he is now. Um, <laughs> like twelve. I okay, guess. so that was yeah. Fuck, he's yeah. young as shit, and it just wasn't for him. Yeah, not at the time, no. Yeah. And what introduced your wife into the mix? Um, it's just a tag along, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she always liked it. Like when <laughs> when uh, our second date was watching Raw on on her parents' couch. Oh shit! So. Yeah, and she was a lifer too, so. And, uh, yeah, it mixed well with her, her bodybuilding and stuff like that. Yeah. It was an easy gimmick, too. It was a, it was low-hanging fruit hey. to, bring, to bring in a, a female manager, so. There's not enough of them, though. Like, managers themselves oh. are kind of uh, a forgotten thing, and let alone, like, a female manager, and a good-looking female manager. Right? I think that was the main, the, the main thing. Yeah. Looks. Well, like. She, Judging by the DMs, anyway. <laughs> oh, I could only imagine what she has dealt with in a short time. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen some samples of the uh, the dark underbelly of the male wrestling fan. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly, that was good. I could, make, I could make thousands if we had to run a cuck gimmick, I'm sure. <laughs> So what gave you, this is a dumb question, but I'm always curious, what, like, heavyweight Jake Jones, where did you think of that name, that gimmick, character, whatever it be? Mm, Jake Jones, I thought I'd go with the classic alliteration. Sure. I think it was down between heavyweight or killer, and if you say them both out loud, killer sounds stupid. (laughs) Uh, And, like, heavyweight's got a cool, uh, 
kind of meaning to it, because like, I had the boxing sort of gimmick going and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, that was, yeah, I, was, I think uh, not many people were, were pumping up the whole heavyweight uh, tag in general. So I remember yeah, when I first was. heard it, I was probably with Steve at the time, honestly, and I was just like, that just sounds like such a classic pro wrestling name and moniker. And it was like, it, it it's not like a crazy Kenny Omega. It's just two names, heavyweight. Like, it's not like reinventing the wheel, but it just, something's fit. And that was a perfect one, I thought. Like, I was jealous when I heard it, heard of it. I thought it looked good on a poster. That's how I pictured it. it see, it, like, even that forward thinking. No. And it's like versatile. People call me Jones. Heavyweight, the heavyweight. Yeah. Nick Jones. And what about, like, the boxing shorts and that look? Well, I, I used to I, I used to actually box. Oh, did you really? And yeah, and uh, pretty shitty as a wrestler. So I thought, like, if I throw a lot of punches and I got some sort of reason <laughs> to make it make sense, I forgot about Mark Marrow. So <laughs> it's okay. We didn't. There you go. Yeah. You guys were the ones that brought it up. That's why you said it. <laughs> Have you wrestled at all I'm during not- the quarantine or anything? No, I haven't done much of anything during the quarantine. No? Um, work. Lots to work. That's good, then. My, my work kept rolling, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back out there, I think. But I've already written off 2020. Yeah, that's Plus, fair. Steve won't even book me, so what the fuck? <laughs> Steve, what do you have to say about that? You know what? It, it, it's not a bad thing of, like, not booking people. It's just kind of, like... I feel like some people I shouldn't ask because, you know, like, they have families and stuff and, like, oh, I don't want to risk it, you know? To be clear, I'm, I'm glad you gave that answer for the people who do care, but I couldn't give less of a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing, Steve. <laughs> I thought he was just going to blame just, it on me. Anytime any even, heat comes NSW's way, he blames it on me. Even still now, like, as much stuff that we have done... There's still people that, like, they'll be like, so, it's just... Oh, shit. I almost got a max thing. We're good. Even still now, people are like, uh... Oh, uh, is, are the ropes gonna be, uh, disinfected? And, uh... Are there gonna be, like, personalized wipes with my name on them? And, uh... So, like... I feel like I'm pushing it sometimes with people. That's I'm fair. pushing it on them. That's fair. Way to just reveal that you don't disinfect anything at your shows, by the way. That could have been a I secret do, we kept. I do, but I don't have personalized uh, wipes <laughs> with people's initials on them. Okay, all right. All right, wait. Do you, have any, do you have anything on film of you actually disinfecting it? Yeah. Okay. I do. You want to see it? It's with it's with Steve's dirty ring-used towel he dried himself off with, probably. <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing. <laughs> all right, let's get into the meat about this, then. How old are you right okay. now? You about 40? 40, yep. Okay. A young 40. Yeah, you, you do look young. Uh, no lie, I'm not just buttering you up for a good interview. Yeah, you, you got the beard. You, we look like we could be the same fucking age. It blew my mind the one time yeah, I was at the age. HPW show and I saw your kids. I was like, wow, those are like not toddlers. Those are like elementary school Yeah, my, my kids. daughter's going to university in September. Whoa, that's wild. Fuck you. How old yeah. are you? So you were what? Twenty. 18. Wow. Jeez. So twenty-two years old. I uh, uh, got married 
bought a house, had a kid in like a six month window. That's wild. Was it, uh, yeah. this might be, uh, too much, so please just tell me to fuck off. Was it a planned pregnancy? I, I think I know the answer, but. Well, the only planned pregnancies are like 35 year olds. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> yeah. What was it like? That's just how my life works. What was it like coming home and telling uh, your wife's parents then at that time? Because I've always been curious about that, especially at that age. So I was like, "Hey, remember that mess on your couch?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, apparently there could have been more of it." I'm laughing at Steve laughing as he's driving and his eyes are totally closed. <laughs> I mean, I think told her mom first for sure. And there wasn't a big freak out or anything? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta oh, tell God, the mother no, first. She's, she's she's the mothers want to keep their mothers. Yeah. She's an only child. Her mom, her mom was pumped. Oh, right on. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it takes like, a bit. I think it takes, it probably takes a few minutes to settle in. Yeah. How long yeah, were you guys dating? Before that? Yeah. For four years. Okay, okay. So you I guys... Was 18. Yeah, I was, I was 18 she was 19. I needed someone to grab me some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't like first or second date and then you're coming home and saying, yeah, the heavyweight got me impregnated. <laughs> That's my, that was my dad's story, I think. <laughs> Alright. Well, I'll tell you a funny story about him. Yeah, sure. He got married when he was, he was 15 because he got the girl pregnant. Yep. And in 1967, that's what you did. Mm -hmm. And they had their first child in 67, uh, another one in 1970, one in 1973. I was 1980. I have a sister born in 81 and one born in 1990. Holy. My dad was born in, 19, my dad was born in 1951. So when my youngest oh. was born, he was 39 and had a child in four different decades. Holy! Yeah. Is he still with us? Weird. Oh, he's still... Yeah, he's still with us when we got you. God bless him. He sounds like a fucking legend. Holy oh, shit. Dude, he's, he's, like, he's like two marriages past that now. <laughs> I, think I, have, I think I have 31 steps. <laughs> Holy fuck, that's unbelievable. And only like 10 of them are on OnlyFans, so I gotta be careful. Yeah. Oh, just... <laughs> Just pass that link when you come across. I'll donate. Yeah. I'll never tip. I'll just subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try to get Steve in a car accident. Okay. Can you... Um, I'm home. Ah, fuck. <laughs> well, can you uh, explain that sentence you said to me that initially Which popped was? off? The original one where you were like, oh, I got stories, and then let me know about your... 45 minutes already. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so. I think I'm... And, and... Wait, wait, go back. Go back. I think you covered your micro microphone for a minute. Oh, I, I mumble a lot, too. One or the other. Okay. Nice and clear here. Uh, Mom, if you're up there, turn this off. <laughs> uh, so, I was, like, around 19 or 20. Um, and that's when my parents split, so... Uh, that's that's why more marriages from my dad. Sure. Turned out the reason was my mom left my dad 
for my younger sister's boyfriend. Where's Steve? Oh, I can't see him. I'm here. So yeah, that was like uh, that was a that was a tough one to swallow. I feel oh. like I could have done a better job announcing that. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. No. How? It's so bad for me. How much younger is your sister? Like what age was she? One year. One year. So okay. The, the the guy that she was dating um, worked with me. And I worked for my dad, so he's one of my dad's employees. Oh. Uh, lived in the apartment beside me in a building that was owned by my dad. And uh, also was my Coke dealer at the time. <laughs> Just throw that in there. <laughs> like, like the soft drink. Oh, of course. Naturally. <laughs> so what, what was the fallout yeah. with your dad, though? Like, I could only imagine... Well, I cried a ton for a guy that never cried before. Yeah. Um, this is out so, of nowhere, too, I'm assuming. Like, just carpet pulled. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty weird. Just the whole, like, even them splitting was. But then it made sense after that there was, like, a catalyst. Yeah. Because it didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. But, like, and the thing is, too, my mom's, like, not, like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, when, when, when she was, like, 30... She looked like fifty, <laughs> but not like a, not like a good fifty. No, no, a fifty that's seen a lot of winters. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. She's super nice. I love her. Yeah, we're, we're good. What about? She, and she was an awesome mom, awesome mom growing up, and like, kudos to her for scoring that young me. Absolutely. <laughs> Did they stay together? Like, is that your stepdad uh, now? Not, not for not for too much longer. No. I think you like, yeah. No, they didn't. It didn't work out. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, I want a little bit of revenge too. So I couldn't see him for a while legally. Oh, really? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just like a really brief rundown. So tied into a fence, backed my car up, and was gonna like you know, just drive into him. <laughs> but I noticed in my headlights that he had pissed his pants. I was like, ah, fuck! I can't do this. <laughs> so I let him go. That's what did it. <laughs> The man stained his fucking <laughs> denim. I can't do it now. I only wanted yeah. blood. Jesus. Yeah, I, was just gonna, I only wanted to kill him a little bit. Holy moly. <laughs> this is hilarious because one of the things yeah. we said, me and Steven said, I'm pretty sure we said it on the podcast at one time, but we said it privately before. We always, we had brought up, like whenever your name comes up, we always say how nice you and your wife are. And we always say, we think you guys are so nice because you haven't been inebriated with the circus world of professional wrestling. And, like, you have real-life experience. Little did we know, you had more real-life experience than fucking Ric Flair probably had in his pro wrestling life within these fucking <laughs> few <laughs> stories. Mm-hmm. What did I say? It's like Jake the Snake in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> it ends with the wrestling. <laughs> Minus all the DDP shit. Oh, fuck. So, you had to get your Coca-Cola from somebody else after that. Yeah, that's all right. I found people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like the whole next ten years of the story. <laughs> Can we dive into that? Sure. I just... I'm so uh, out of that world. Like, I don't... Oh, this is my question. How do you find your initial dealer? 
Especially back then when, like, the internet wasn't, you couldn't just go on, like, a weed map type thing. Oh, I, I don't know if they have that for other stuff, though. Weed, uh, I think I mostly just took my weed out of my dad's drawer. <laughs> uh, I lived, like, so I grew up in a small town. We had, like, the population was, like, a thousand, and then we had two nudist parks. Where, so, Ponderosa? And Four Seasons. Oh, shit. At one time, there, there was a third one called Olympia, but it, it got shut down for being an unlawful body house. What's the difference between that and a nude resort? Mm, I don't know, the word resort, I guess? I guess, yeah, that's all it takes. <laughs> when we were, like, 15 or 16, like, it's always the same group, like, four or five dudes, because, you know, you hang out with whoever's your age. Yep. Or, else you're, gonna, or you're not going to hang out with anyone. And we befriended um, these girls that lived at the Four Seasons, and her grandfather was the owner of it. So we used to go hang out there in the winters because it was somewhere warm. <laughs> There's a lot of old European people that are, like, on the heavier set side. Yeah. So, so it's almost like, it'd be like a trip growing up there. Like, if, you, if you're a teen, you know, and, like, you're, you're like, go to your room and, and jerk off to the thought of, like, your neighbor, your hot neighbor in a parka and track pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like... If you go to a nude resort, you're going to see the exact opposite people you want to see at a nude resort. Yeah, except I will say in the summer, um, like, for nudists, beach volleyball is, like, the ho what hockey is to Canadians. Oh. And they have these, these tournaments, and people would come from all over North America. And so there's some better specimens then. A lot of balls out on the court, too. But <laughs> it was always, like, mixed teams as well. <laughs> so, like... You're always, you're always dying for that collision. Of course. I, I could <laughs> see myself like getting into the nude community. I could definitely see oh, myself. Yeah. When you're older and you just don't give a fuck anymore. Not that I give a fuck really anymore at all, but like, I'm just a little self-conscious of pictures making its way on the internet when I'm limp-dicked. When I'm older, yeah, I don't give I a fuck. like the third time I met you, showed me a picture of you taking a piss, so I don't believe that. That would've been correct. <laughs> that would've been, except I took the picture, so it's a little different. Yeah, and you didn't DM it to me. It was, like, somewhat voluntary. Yeah, yeah. I I have this trick I play on my friends a lot, and I'll just try... I have multiple pictures in multiple scenarios of my dick out, and I'll just yeah. see how many people I can get. I've gotten Steve a buttload of times. I still have yet to see Steve's fucking little worm, though. He's all self-conscious about it. No, Steve's got to be giant, I'm guessing. Well, he's got 40 kids. I'd, I'd think it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whip it out right now, Steve. Yeah, yeah right, here in the, right here in the parking lot. <laughs> You're probably tugging your prick anyways. Oh, I live in a I live in an apartment building. Nice. Not so, really. You sleep in a race car bed? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish. So Jake, did you question? did you grow up in like Dundas? No, I, that's where I'm at now. I grew up in a, a town called Freelton. And is that like Flamborough? Yeah. Okay. It's North Flamborough, if you will. What school did you yeah. go to out there? Um. So when I was young, like there was a bunch of like two room schoolhouses. Oh shit. The, so like every every two years you moved to a different school and then they amalgamated them all. But then for high school, I had to go to Dundas. Okay. So on the bus would grab us like six forty-five in the morning to get there for like quarter after eight. So I spent 
three and a half hours a day on a bus. Oh shit. I was talking. Yeah, I was talking. Didn't last long for me though. Did you drop out? I, no, I was a super smart kid. Like for real, in grade two, they bumped me up to grade four. Wow. And uh, I always did really well. And then high school, um, yeah, I got I got rebellious. Didn't go much. And then grade ten, I went to a, a different high school and put acid in the teacher's coffee. Got suspended for life. What? <laughs> yeah. Holy. Straight A's. Straight A's right to the high school and then just an absolute shit show. All right. What did, what was like the fuse to the bomb of you dropping acid in your teacher's cup? Uh, it was a supply teacher and the teacher that was, had done mushrooms with my friend's brother the weekend before and they banged. So I thought she'd be cool with it. Holy shit. It went oh. like this. I supplied it. I was like, hey, I'll give someone two more of these if they throw in their coffee. So one guy stood up, dipped it in, and threw it on the ground, and this other badass chick was like, "That's not gonna do anything." She grabbed it off the ground, threw it in, and just left it there. Jesus. And then, uh, and like three hours later, that teacher came up to me in the hall with like eyes were like saucers and pinned me against the locker and was choking me. And she's like, "I know it was you." <laughs> it wasn't technically, and I feel bad about having an idea. I'm like, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna wait until. Um, both my kids are 18 to tell them about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they didn't want me to go there anymore. Yeah, I could I could understand why, you know. I'm a rational guy. Caught on to some, caught on to some full-time work. And <laughs> uh, I, ended, I did go back. And I, fi I finished high school in seven weeks and got a scholarship from Guelph University. Holy shit. I know, I'm smart for real. I'm a math guy. Really? Those, yeah, I got one of those weird brains. Like, like you, you probably know what like four times four is. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you. Wait one sec. So was when I was like thirty-three, uh, just like a week before Christmas, my house burned down. Yeah. So I uh, took uh, a year to rebuild it, and at the same time, I started university. So. Wow. Now we don't have to get dirty for work anymore. So, was you dropping the, your teacher acid the first, like, crazy fucking thing you ever did? Because I feel like that's a, uh, that's a crazy first step. I, I mean, it sounds like a lot more than it was. Like, I was just the verbal catalyst. That's fair, yeah. I, should, I shouldn't have said it. But my, my focus and goal then was always to try and be cool. Where'd you even get acid, though? Like, that's what blows my mind. I wouldn't know where to get them now. Okay, so in, in 95, acid was all over. It was like the, uh, I don't even know what the big thing is now. Probably some sort of pharmaceutical. Molly. Molly? Yeah. Blue okay, Chew. Sure. Blue Chew. Oh, hold on. Let's want to hit a quick commercial break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish. Those, sponsored by all the, those fuckers don't sponsor me. I wish. I tried. Welcome to what's this one? What's this podcast called? Uh, wrestling Women. No. <laughs> I was gonna say Art of Wrestling. Yeah, sponsored by NSW. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Uh, so no, there's lots of it around then. Hash, weed, and acid, mushrooms. So you've done acid, I'm assuming. Acid? Yeah. Yeah, in high school, a ton. Oh boy. I was straight edge for years up until like three years ago. Then I, I dabbled in cigars. Now I'm hooked on that. And now I do edibles and whatnot. 
So, uh, like, Edibles? yeah, I'm huge pretty on close, it. Pretty close buzz. Yeah? Somewhat. Like, I mean, for me, as an older guy now, if I do edibles, I should, yeah, I'm lucky to keep control of my bowels if it's a good <laughs> night. Because, like, I've always heard those horror stories of just, like, and this could be bullshit Grateful Dead speak, where it's like you drop acid and you take a trip and never fully come back, and that's always terrified me. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of... Yeah, I, of edibles where you can eat it, go to sleep, and as long as you didn't take an insane amount, you wake up and you're just good to go. No, nope, not if you listen to Joe Rogan. He knows, guys. Ugh. Never came back. I hate Joe Rogan. In high school, there was one guy that was like, had a bad trip, and he was really smart, and all of a sudden, he was like, run out in front of the school buses naked with moccasins around his shoulders. <laughs> I, I believe it was, the rumor was that it was mescaline, but... Again, it's always rumors. Yeah, of course. No, I think acid was like in the 70s. It was like the reverse of pot. Like weed was shit then and really good now. And I think that acid was a lot stronger than than it is now. When yeah. we say now, I'm talking about 1995 because I'm partially stuck there. Yeah, that's fair. That's the last time I saw the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did a lot. We did a lot. Everybody did. Have you done like it's mushrooms or other psychedelics? Yeah, they hurt, they hurt my stomach personally. Oh, really? Still, a lot, a lot of people are into those now, though. That's definitely something I want to try too. But it's just like, yeah. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Do I need to book off four days of work, or is like an afternoon okay? And that's what stops me. Well, if you're my age, you have to book four days off of work for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna be an advocate for it. There's kids probably listening. No, there's not. There's nobody I'm just listening. Kidding about my mom, kids. Yeah, of course. That that's interesting though. Bringing up your age and just like how long. You got into wrestling late, and wrestling hurts way more than anybody gives it credit for. Yeah. So what's, like, recovery late like for you? Because you got into it mid-30s, I'm assuming. Yep, 36, I think. And those... Yeah, I always... Uh, those first bumps are you know, terrible. I'm always like... Oops, sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, for Yeah, for me, I mean, when I first started doing it, I would... At the same time, getting in a lot better shape and working out a lot, so my, my body was ready. Like, I did amateur wrestling in high school, and then I coached it a bit. Nice. Um, well, I mean, for my brief high school stint. Uh, and then later on, I coached it, uh, wrestling and football for a bit. But, uh, and then boxing. And so, yeah, but after a while, yeah, it beat up on me pretty good. Um, like, at the start of COVID, my hips were pretty messed up, and I was thinking about shutting it down for a bit anyway. Yeah. So the timing was all right, which I hate when people say that, though. Oh, COVID was a blessing because this and this and that's not a blessing. No, it's not. Shut down. No, no. <laughs> this is not a – don't personalize this. But what? yeah, no, the timing's good. You caught on really fast, though, because I realized, like, in a very short period of time, you went from training to – working shows to working every fucking show you were everywhere for a like a while oh i know i know how to market <laughs> no, yeah we got out around we got down to the states and stuff like that it was cool and uh you know i'm probably not the, the the best classic example i did work my ass off like in the ring and stuff like that absolutely i think uh, i think being of good size helps too obviously the manager gimmick but i never set up a single goddamn ring in my life Really? <laughs> nope. That'll be the most controversial thing you say on this podcast. That'll be the only thing that gets heat from anyone. Oh, that, that's just because of the, the, the target market. Yep. 
That's probably, how I... probably like 30 other dudes out there like, yeah, my mom did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when you got in, and not that I give a shit, I'm just curious, because I don't have any goals uh-huh. in wrestling. I realized that a couple of years ago. Maybe I did when I was younger, but I've been doing it so long, I just enjoy the actual act of wrestling. What are you looking for out of it? Um, pretty much my whole life, I've always, like, I'll get an idea that I want to do something, and I'll give it a shot and see if it's something I think I could do. Yep. And if I'm going to suck at it, I'll drop it, like, immediately, because I, I don't like to suck at anything. Yep. Um, but if I like it, then it seems viable, then I'll put everything into it and try and, like, get to a certain point at a ridiculous speed. Yeah. And then usually I'll, uh, you know, have my way with it until until I've had enough and on to the next, but wrestling's lasted a bit longer. I'm happy to hear that because I was scared because I think uh, COVID and like the world shutting down is giving a lot of people uh, not not so much an excuse but a gateway out of it because I think a lot of people toe the line on liking wrestling and and actually not liking being a wrestler. I think that's a common thing and a lot of people struggle with. And I think when the world gets back to normal, we'll see a lot of people who just won't lace up the boots again. And I was almost worried that that was you just because I have a big fear of falling out of love of wrestling because it's been my entire life. So I get scared yeah. for people that that happens. That, and that's me projecting. Yeah. Well, like you said, the two groups of people, like people that like the world of wrestling, people that just like like doing it. I think it's the same like locker rooms were like that before COVID. Absolutely. You know, there's like the group of people that take what they're doing seriously, which I would say that would be me. And then the people that take themselves very seriously, which I'd be the opposite. Yeah. Um, no, I'd, I'd like to do it again. Like there's a couple of things left unfinished. I'd like to do and, and finish off. I might be a little more selective starting back up and see what the climate's like. But, um, I, I always like to be the one that makes the decision on when I stop doing something instead of like, letting something else dictate it. Yeah, I know. I love that. I think it's going to be a great reset for everything, too. I know it's terrible to fucking say that, but it's just in my lingo right now. Oh, for the reason. controversial reset word? You that, mean? That's it. It fucking triggers yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, like, wrestling fans and wrestlers in general, uh, we've kind of almost spoiled the business so much. We as fans have spoiled ourselves, and us as wrestlers have spoiled the fans. So we had, like, that kind of, like, tarnished fan base, almost, like... I don't know. I know what I'm trying to say. I can never say it. But I think having this break will just be the perfect reset for everything. Like, I think live shows, live audiences, even WWE audiences, they're going to be rabid again. Like, it could spark another huge peak. It's, it's Some things are going to, I think, take back off better than they ever did. Like, I think concerts would be a good example. Oh. I think, like, concerts is something like, I mean, when I was young, everybody went to concerts, but... It kind of got washed away in the, the digital era. I think just things like that will be harder to buy tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. I even heard with like how Warner Brothers is releasing their entire 2021 catalog onto HBO Max or whatever. And yeah. a lot of people are. Dr. Buy, HBO Max. Yeah. A lot of people are saying like this is going to kill the theater industry. And it, it will never kill it totally. There'll always be a few. But a lot of people are thinking, no, it's going to make directors and uh, screenplay writers and whatnot be more creative and drive people to actually go see movies again and not just rely on, like, remakes and sequels to movies we've seen a thousand times. They're actually going to create 
new and fresh ideas that drive us out to go see it. And I think like everything, everything works itself back around what's old is new again. And I think a lot of that stuff is going to happen whenever shit gets back to normal. And who knows when that will be. Yeah. What's your guess? Uh, I think we're in it for another year. people will look at stuff like people are gonna forget their old ways but yeah i say another year you're right because like everyone especially this week how the vaccine landed in canada and stuff it was six thousand vaccine va- like uh doses or whatever and yeah. everybody needs two doses so it's gonna be like even if yeah, it's one one's disinfectant and the other one's uv rays <laughs> straight from the trump cabinet What's your thought on the vaccine? What's my thought on the vaccine? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I I heard the only part that hurts is when the microchip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no denier by any means, but, like, I just don't want to be first in line. Yeah. I'll I'll, 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 Uh, I'll wait a couple months and just see how everyone turns out. Well, we won't even... if they tested it on pregnant women. Yeah. The only medicines that have fucked up in recent history are on pregnant women. Like, when the flipper babies came out and stuff like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be getting anything injected into you anyways. You already got the fucking... Somebody emptied yeah, a clip? Yeah. Yeah, take a, take a rest for nine months. <laughs> my dad used to tell me that he brought me to the dance and my mom brought me home. <laughs> Your dad sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good quote. <laughs> One of my friends' dads. No, everyone, it's not appropriate. You can say it. I'll, I'll edit it out. He, said, he used to say, "Fish didn't start smelling until women started swimming." <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you grew up in the middle of nowhere, and like it was this it was, small town. Yes, there was like a lot of bikers, a lot of former hippies, um, a lot of farmers, hicks, all like with the one common denominator of not giving a fuck. I love <laughs> it. It was like, it was 30 miles from Hamilton, but a million miles from anywhere. That's yeah. That's the way to describe it. Yeah. That's, oh my God, it's so crazy. Just talking to you, if I wouldn't have known, it just sounds like, I would think you grew up where Corner Gas was filmed. <laughs> it was similar. <laughs> It was similar. We had one general store, and my grandma was born in the bay window of it. <laughs> like, these are perfect examples of just the, the things you're spitting out right now. So when we when I was young, we we weren't well off by any means. Yep. Uh, my, my, my dad wasn't holding down a lot of jobs, and then I think it was like, when I was like six, I had started school. Yep. And he wanted to try selling real estate. And he was struggled with reading, and I would bring my books to him. I remember me and my mom teaching him how to read. He did a night course, got into real estate, and in one year, like, made a bunch of money. Started a construction company, and, uh, yeah, by the time we were 10, we had money and lived on a street named after my parents. Holy shit! Yeah. It- so, there was, like, Frilton had, like, a main street that went down it, and there was houses on one side of it, houses on the other. And nothing behind the one side. It was all farmland my grandpa. So he developed it also. Our street was named after my parents. The other street was named after my dad's sister and her husband. 
<laughs> like that. So Jesus. Okay. Here's yeah. a wild question for you. I've been asking it more lately because I think it's interesting. We don't need names, but have you had sex with anybody who is now currently dead? <laughs> oh my god. That's an interesting question. Because mm. mm. it, it's like morbid, but it's not, but it is just like strange to look back on. Yeah, just the. Uh... Like minus my wife, I've only ever been molested, so I I I don't have a lot of <laughs> names I can really roll off. Yeah. Hmm. Sex with someone uh, like full like penetration. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if it's just uh, heavy petting. Oh yeah. What if what if they were dead already? <laughs> dead afterwards. <laughs> Slip into a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was a funeral director, so I'm sure he's got some stories. That was oh, what wow. I wanted to do when I was younger. I wanted to be a mortician. Really? Yeah, so I could help people at the worst times in their life. Is that legitimate? Yeah. 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 Takes, I care a, about people a lot. takes a special person. I wanted to get into it too. My dad just told me no because there's no business in it anymore, and I didn't know what he meant by it, but then. Later on, he kept telling me... You ever heard the saying, death and taxes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's all about how everyone's going to crema cremations now, so the actual funeral directing service has taken mm -hmm. a major hit since ovens became handy. Or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. It's more like a direct sales industry now. You're just trying to upsell everybody. Exactly. And, like, the Costco's in the States legitimately, like, sell caskets and stuff, so that takes another price point away. So it's a real fucking... <laughs> Nickel and dime business. Mm -hmm. And Kiss is selling coffins. Yeah. Kiss is? Yeah, Gene Simmons sells Kiss coffins. That man will market anything. He'll license anything. Never liked Kiss. Me neither. Never liked Kiss. What? Steve's a huge fan. Pats. Steve loves them. I, I, they're kind of, they're, they are before my time, but I was never into it. No, I like the classic rock. What was your first concert? Mine? Yeah. Hmm. First, like, good one or first actual one? Uh, give me, give me first both. Actual first actual one was Mr. Dress Up. That's a great one. Uh, so, one of the, so I've been to two really good ones. Uh, one in, was at Cops Coliseum, and I guess it was 90 or 91, mm -hmm. and it was Faith No More as the opener. For Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Holy Whoa. shit! Yeah, yeah, and and I just remember when Guns N' Roses were out and they did their intermission. They had like a it looked like a living room set up on the stage, mm -hmm. and they had a topless woman deliver them pizzas. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, one I went to at Darien Lake when I guess I was like fourteen. Uh, it was Beastie Boys. Nice Cypress Hill. With an unknown band at the time opening for them named Rage Against the Machine. Holy. Holy shit. Yeah. Those two lineups could, like, sell out Skydome, like, multiple nights in a row now. Yeah. Guns N' Roses itself could. That's insane. Yeah. No, I got, I was oh, around for a good era of music, for sure. Shit. Been to good ones lately, too, like, over the last few years and all this shit. So. My first concert was Sharon Lowe's and Bram. <laughs> I feel like I saw them, the Elephant Show. <laughs> I remember one of my one of my friends because everybody was circumcised at the time. Yep, he was the only one that wasn't. He was like, what a loser! Uh, 
they're talking about the elephant show coming to town. We, we're all like looking at them like, they're talking about you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big thing then. It's very political circumcision when I was younger. Joke's on us though, because like, we can't go docking with anyone. They didn't have it done were the poor kids because their parents didn't have the 25 bucks at birth. Here's a funny story. <laughs> So last Thursday, I'm in bed, 8.30, I know it's early, but it's fucking pitch black out, it's in the winter, and I get a knock on my door, I don't answer it, because who the fuck's knocking on my door, I never answer, and then, but it was like a, it was like a friendly knock, like a, type deal, so I let it rest for a minute. Yeah, you could hear the no ill attempt behind it. Yeah, exactly, so I was like, shit, is it my parents stopping by or something? So I check my phone, I don't got any messages, like, hey, are you up? So I go downstairs, I open the door, and there's this woman... And she's at my neighbor's house, and she runs back to me. And I can immediately tell she's trying to sell something. And I'm far too nice in these situations. It's something I really got to work on, because I let them do their speech. I act like a, I just waste everyone's time. But what she's tr <laughs> what, what she is selling me, or trying to get me to donate to, is... I'm going to butcher the actual title of it, but it would be... It was African women having their vaginas mutilated. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Female circumcision. So I listened, their will. I listened to her whole spiel, and immediately I know I'm not donating. Like, immediately. I, I There's enough causes I donate to, but this is not one. And she goes through it all, and I'm just going, okay, okay, okay. And then I say, I'm actually working right now on Zoom. Can I go inside? And she goes, oh, can I just get your credit card? And I have yet, she has not asked for a donation. I just know she's looking for it. She's just assuming I'm going to donate because she kept saying, like, yeah, you know, women in Africa are worth $2 a day. Do you agree? And I would just, like, make a noise, like, uh -huh. She'd be like, okay, so you agree. <laughs> like, what time in the morning are we talking? No. <laughs> For the $2 a day. <laughs> yeah, she better be after a fucking shower, stinky. Yeah. But, like, so finally she keeps pressuring me to get my credit card. And I go, you know what? And now I'm getting pissed off. I go, this makes me super uncomfortable. It's almost 9 o'clock. You're knocking on my door about female circumcision and just demanding my credit card. So she calls over her supervisor. Her supervisor comes over, and she's talking to, like, head, head office or whatever. And they go, just talk. To, she's on her cell phone. She's trying to give me her cell phone. We're no longer six feet away. We're, like, face-to-face. -face. She goes, just talk to my department. There's nothing to be worried about or anything. And I go, no, I don't. I just feel uncomfortable. And they just keep going back to what's up. Uh, the girls are also uncomfortable when they get circumcised and they get mutilated and I go, bitch, I got mutilated when I was younger. I'm not asking for funds and I just go off the handle now because there's it's like three people coming at me. I was like, listen, I was two minutes alive and my parents decided that they could chop off an inch of my pee-pee and I need as many inches as I can. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, Wrong. We gotta end this. And they go, can we come back tomorrow? So I go, what's tomorrow? And I remember my wife was off all day, so she'd have to answer them. I was like, come back tomorrow at noon and we'll talk about this again. And then she got fucked with them the next day. <laughs> you, were, you were talking about her being on the phone with, with the head office. That's that's a simple, uh, easy joke there. We're talking about circumcision <laughs> in a head office. <laughs> They're all head offices. But for real, like, I never once... She never asked, can I donate? Nothing like that. Like, we knew what the jig was, but then all of a sudden, she's just, yeah. she's a great talker, great at what she does. And then she's just like, okay, well, why don't you just grab your credit card quickly? And I was like, what? It's a little uncomfortable. And then she's like, well, we can do online banking. I said, that's uncomfortable. And then she's like, just speak to our manager. 
Like, if I would have had five bucks, I would have just given them the five bucks to fuck off. But no, they wanted, yeah. like, they wanted something to keep taking money. Oh, yeah, because they're going to bust open that credit card. Oh. It's such an easy scam. Like, how do you receive your proof that it's working? Like, look, here's uh, 30 normal vagina photos for you for this month. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I want some proof. You're kind of creepy checking in on it. So you're like, you know, like, just, uh, just wondering how, uh, how, how my support's going. <laughs> <laughs> There's no appropriate way to ask. But she was so good, too, because she kept going, like, she kept reaffirming me that everyone on my street has donated to make me feel like a real asshole if I didn't. I was wondering nah. you're good, then. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got enough. That house across from you, like, not directly across, but right on the corner? Yeah. They weren't donated. No one was. When I came outside and saw her, my neighbor was saying, like, in a loud Italian accent, I'm not interested. And then, like, closing the door, she saw me come back outside. She's trying to tell me, yeah, everyone's donating. Everyone's into the labias. <laughs> Fuck off. I wish I had Mellow beside me, who got fucking circumcised three time. months ago. I'm trying to think how you, like, financially stop that. It seems to be more of an educational thing. Yes. Yeah. Or just, like... Like... That's just, uh, like, you you can't donate to stop murderers. Like, it's just, that, like you said, it's an educational thing. Like, mutilation is just, uh, that's almost, um, something wrong with their brains over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, way outdated, uh, beliefs and stuff like that. I have seen... It happens, like, boys foreskins. You think that's what calamari really is? <laughs> I thought that's what they made wallets out of. And if you rub it too much, they make a suitcase. Yeah, so what, I, I'll, I'll tell you, at that, that nudist part, they could have made a lot of wallets. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the long-term effects of unrestrained testicles. <laughs> I asked Mello if he kept his foreskins. I think he said no, but I'd be like, for a my, my dad has, a, it's a little ring, uh. and it's got mine on it. <laughs> oh my god! That's, that's just kick the fuck out of all my stories. Take the merch table. Dad. So your dad wears his foreskin on a ring. <laughs> no, not on a ring. You said a ring. But, but uh, my dad had it. Like, my dad moved, and, like, he had it. Make sure to pack the foreskin. It's in a, it's in a paper envelope, and some one of his buddies is over. I was like, what is this? And he, like, took it out, and he's, like, looking at it. My dad's like... Yeah, that's my kid's uh, foreskin from when he was circumcised. And the guy's like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> Drop it. Have you ever watched the video? I, I'm sure I know the answer, and I hope I know the answer, of how circumcisions are performed. Yeah, I watched it with you. That's why I wasn't talking to you, Steve. No, I've never watched a circumcision video. It is haunting how disgusting it is. For some reason, I thought they just, like, turtlenecked it and, like, Go chopped it. Yeah. It's like they put a, a cock ring on you, they fold it over, they solder it off, they do this, they do that. Like, it is terrifying. Well, you gotta cauterize the wound, I guess. But, like, I never put enough thought into it, and it, it looks way worse than I would have even imagined. Well, aesthetically, it looks tremendous. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tastes a lot better, too, but that's just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> Also, how do you know it's yours? They could have given your dad any foreskin. 
because the way they, I was born in Alberta, and the way they did it is like a, the way they do it in England. They bite it, and it was different. <laughs> yeah, you know how they do it in Frilton? They kick your uh, through the jaw. <laughs> Here's another personal question. Are you snipped at this point? Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm sterile from uh, overusing steroids. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I watched the YouTube video on a guy getting uh, his tubes tied, or whatever you call it, and uh, they, the guy pulls out, like, uh, is it the Vos deferens or whatever it is? Regardless. And it just looks like a... That's what it is. And it just looks like a piece of pasta, and they don't even put you under for it. Like, he's literally just getting his taint sewed up, and he's just fine. Well, when my, step, when my stepdad got it done, yeah. he was on the couch for a week. I think, like, like how long ago was that? Uh, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah, I think it's come a long way. They don't, they just, like, put a little numbing cream on your taint. <laughs> When Logan, when Logan Savage got it done, he was at the gym that night. That, that's so crazy. I'd be busting loads nonstop and, and random women just to see if it worked. Because you should get a refund. That kid should be their responsibility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I, it, there's reversals for it. I had it booked twice and canceled it twice. Really? Wait, you just get cold feet? I, no, I had a match in Ohio. <laughs> I swear to God, there's been a few times when I'm climbing the top rope and somebody will sweep my feet and I take the crotch bump and I was like, I, I, there is no way, not only am I not having kids, but I'm never sitting right on a chair ever again. I think it's the worst pain I've ever been in. That or when I, you sit crisscross applesauce and your ankle bone hits you in the fucking nuts. Either or. You don't know how to... The Indian style. I just didn't want to sound racist. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I... I I've, I've had uh, uh, historically large testicles my whole life. Prove it. <laughs> historically. <laughs> if you look in the Freelton uh, newspaper, it's just pictures of his balls at once a year. Who? Is that where you grew up? Freelton? I used to, like, squeeze them. Squeeze them so they were sticking... We used to call it brand muffin back in the day. Just like squeeze them so it's just balls. <laughs> like had enough play where I could even get them up out of the top of the waistband of my pants. Oh wow! I tuck my shirt down behind and just walk around, not even say anything. <laughs> we call that the brain these days. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's a good one. Another man with huge balls uh, is uh, Josh Alexander. Has historically huge balls, I believe. Really? Yeah, but like also stretchy. They're like made of plasticine. I didn't want to be gay once, but he used to pull them out all the time, and I was so tempted just to touch, because they didn't even look real. <laughs> it was like Johnny Knoxville balls and jackass stunts. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. High humidity but sack. Steve, are you taking a shit right now? Oh, you're in your kitchen, I hope. I'm in the kitchen. I couldn't see the stove, and it looked like there was a... Like medicine cabinet above you, and you, you look like you were sitting. His face looked like he was bearing down. <laughs> <laughs> best, 
done and they start like kicking their feet and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's how we should celebrate shitting. <laughs> I said it on a few podcasts before, but it bears repeating because I was so proud of myself. During the Mike Tyson fight, I had three of the biggest cigars I've ever had, uh, a lot of edibles, and an entire entire carton of um, eggnog. I came home. I shit so big. I swear to God, the shit was almost touching my butt cheeks, and there was no water left in the bowl. It was just chocolate pudding. I don't know why I didn't take a photo. It felt like I lost 30 pounds. <laughs> Have you ever done the, what, what do you call it? It's, uh, oh yeah, it's when you take a shit and it's still in your ass but it's touching the water. Whenever that happens, no matter where you are, you have to yell touchdown as loud as you can. That was our, that was our high school game. party trick was the upper decker. Oh, I'm a... Big you fan. Shit, you shit in the tank when they flush. Big fan. Yeah. Steve likes to do the Alabama hot pocket, if I remember correctly. Once uh, I I took a shit. There's devil's name on, on the hood of someone's van, and I grab a stick, and very carefully spread it under each door handle oh. along the way. It's that is such a great gag. That is. Uh, do you know who Kyle Davenport is? Um. Oh, yes. Somewhat, uh, he used to park his car outside of one of our gyms, like the back door, and somebody took a shit, picked it up, and then wiped it under all his door handles, and he was only mad, not because he got shit in his hands, but because he was driving his grandfather's car that day. <laughs> what are we, <laughs> here, we're at 55 minutes, we can wrap this up, plus Steve's just giving up at this point. Is there anything else you want to get in? This has been great. I'm right here. Well, whatever. Oh, man. I thought you just left. Check out my only uh... <laughs> No, I don't have anything to plug. Yeah, no, I was going to say you got any dates coming up, but nobody fucking does. What's your Christmas plans? Anything? No. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I can't believe how fast it's coming. I'm usually, like, somewhere between normal and then your level of Christmas excitement. So, oh, really? You know, elevated, but, but, but not concerning. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We'll what do this. Uh, well, I, I, I typically go to my parents' house. Me and my brother go to my parents' house. But she's currently working at Grace Villa Nursing Home, which has the biggest active COVID cases in all of Hamilton since the pandemic has even started. So it's all kind of up in the air right now. But we'll see. Regardless, we'll make whatever work work. Yeah. Steve, what are you doing? We're all the best to both of you. Yeah. We're going to have fun. It's going to be good. We'll do this again in person and uh i'm gonna set up i'm gonna bring bring back uh the tenor tranny game because i think you're the person perfect person for it <laughs> or are we remember steve's get challenge i could do that with like uh, a bottle of vodka or something <laughs> that would be really good <laughs> steve when are you gonna do the nugget challenge again wait I'm are you not do the are you still champ are you still champ no, Jeff Black's chair. I thought so. Okay, you got. All I'm saying is, you gotta uh, reclaim your throne. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, of course. Put those fucking eyebrows on the line. The head and the crown. That's it. 
win stupid or play stupid games, win stupid prizes. All right, boys, that was fun. Uh, yeah, we'll do this again one time in person. That was a lot of fun. You're the fucking funniest dude. We need to get you and Mello and PP Smalls in a room together and just hit record and leave. Yeah. Three of the craziest fucking guys I've ever met. All right, dudes, that was a lot of fun. Thank. Oh, oh, Jake, we need a song recommendation. Can be anything. I'm just gonna play it at the end of this. Oh, song. oh, shit. You got me on the spot. Uh, John 316 by uh, Soul Assassins. DJ Muggs and White Steve, did you hear that? Because I'm going to forget it. You can never forget John 316. John, th oh, that's true. We're like, okay. I can remember that. Deal. It's an old one. I heard that in White Clef John, and I, there was a lot of in between that I didn't pick up. I'm into country it's music. Okay. That'll play after this. All right, boys. That was a blast. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, go fuck yourselves. Peace, Sorry, boys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Alright, guys, that was it. Um, hopefully you guys could hear his mic was kind of going in and out. I noticed on... I, I could hear him decently, but I noticed on this microphone uh, it was going silent at parts when he was talking. So hopefully you can hear it. If not, whatever. This is the second podcast this week. Uh, so go fuck yourselves. Um, I'm trying to get a mall Santa on for the Christmas week podcast. And so hopefully that works. I know I got one, but I'm looking for another one. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But if I don't talk to you, which I will, happy holidays and go fuck yourself as well. All right, boys. Peace. This is not the burial. It's the resurrection. Hey kids, gather around. All around it's the DJ world. DJ Mugs with White Clef. All around the world. I got a story yeah. to tell. All Check it out. Come on. What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world, every man packs an M16. Uh huh. Says the boy to the fiend. Uh huh. What do you mean? What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world, every man packs an M16. I wanna wake up from this dream. I wanna wake Check up it from out. This dream. I caught the bullet. I was stubborn like a mulet. Drink white Russian game, Russian roulette. Flight continental, six o'clock in the morning. Briefcase full of cocaine on my way out. I tipped the doorman, jumped into the cab, said, Hell Mary, full of grace. Yesterday, communion was the mafia's reunion. Confessed to the priest, evade the apple. I ate the peach, slept with vanity, sold my soul to Robin Leach. Devil music in my ear, no fear, I'm pumping Death Leopard. Slow down, here comes the knock with the German Shepherd. I got the plan, man, meet me in the van. I got this kid from the Sudan bringing texts from Iran. Uh -huh. What do you mean, John 3? 16. For God so loved the world, every man packs a M16. Says the boy to the fiend. Uh -huh. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world, every man packs a M16. Says the girl to the fiend. Uh -huh. So in the streets, the product must be clean. 5'11. Uh -huh. The youngin' went to heaven. You with the gun to his head. Yo, he was already dead. Sunday morning in court. The judge got white cleft confessing. Yo, I murdered Steve Austin. Now I'm wanted by bionic woman. Women bring you more miseries like that movie. Stress go to India, smoke high shit. With Gandhi. Uh -huh. My bills of rights. Just to make sure that you are right. Superman left the gang. Cause his weakness was Crips tonight. Godfather got the cotton balls to his cheeks. Pig couldn't fly straight, so you die in your sleep. I stay awake only to see Nicodemus. The youngin' got murdered. The day was the Sabbath. What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world, every man packs an M16. What do you mean?
do you mean? Says the boy to the fiend, we killin' for the green What do you mean, John 316? Forgot to love the world, every man packs an M16 Says the girl to the fiend I wanna wake up from this dream I know this drug dealer who drive a black beamer Dreadlock cut off once by this girl named Delilah Pretty little dancer, voice like Tina Turner Chicken heads, are you a virgin? Yeah, right, so is Madonna This is a sinner, sinner Seek the master If not, feel the explosion from the day after Bit by the vampire Work for the mobster Two to the head And now you swimming with the lobsters We gotcha, gotcha Set up in Oklahoma You caught a bad one like a kid catching pneumonia So storyteller, what's the moral of this story? Live reality and don't get caught up in your fantasy What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world Every man packs an M16 Says the boy to the fiend All around the world Aren't we all human beings? What do you mean, John 316? For God so loved the world Every man packs an M16 But the dream is still for green So we die in the steam This is how it is around the world You know what I'm saying, Mars? Why do